I just think that when you're on this planet that you have an obligation to do things in the world to make the world a better place. It's like our obligation to do that. And that really keeps me going. And there's times when I don't want to, but you have to kind of pick yourself up. It's all about being resilient. Welcome to the Market Call Show, where we discuss what's happening in the markets and the impact on your investments. Tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Market Call Show. This is Louis Giannis. I am the founder of WealthNet Investments. Today, we have an interesting topic, and I'm really excited about diving in, so let's get going. How do you spell it? Louis Lewis L-O-U-I-S-L-L-A-N-E-S. What is your job? I own WealthNet Investments, which is a registered investment advisory company. How long have you had this job for? So I started in this business in 1994. So however many years that is. <laughs> over, over two decades. Over two decades. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about your job? My favorite thing is that we help people turn their peace of wealth into peace of mind. That's very nice. Yeah. People who want to retire ready, they want to be financially independent and be secure, financially secure, we help people do that. So this is kind of off topic, but I kind of think it relates to it. So like, how did your parents parent you as a child? <laughs> how they parent me? Yeah. My mom was fairly strict. We had to do chores. I started working at a pretty young age. My first job was sacking groceries at a grocery store. I got a hardship driver's license when I was 15. I mowed yards before that. I had a paper route before that. And even when I was really young in elementary school, I used to help little old ladies carry their groceries out to their car for a nickel or a dime so I can go buy toys because it was a, a store called Scott's down the road that I used to buy toys at. How old were you? I think I was like six, six years old. Uh, a working man at the age of six. <laughs> so how do you think your parents' influence as a kid helped you turn out to be successful? My mom was really good about making me get up early, fix your bed, get going, stay with it. She was really good at teaching me that. And then I think a lot of what I learned was all from mentors outside of my parents, too. Because my parents didn't have a college education, so I... Both of them? Both of them. Neither of oh. them had a college education. So me and my sister were the first ones to go to college. Mm -hmm. Did, like, your cousins go to college? My or cousins? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, uncles? They, most of my uncles did not go to college. Okay. So, yeah, I think... Was it just common not to go to college back then? I think it was more common not to go to college, but they could have gone to college, mm -hmm. but they just didn't. Okay. So what state did you grow up in? I was born in Chicago, Illinois, and then I moved to Texas when I was pretty young. So I lived in Texas for quite a while. So do you think your environment like affected your future? Yes. I actually think I got lucky because I got into music when I was young, and that kind of taught me how to practice and to stick at something to learn how to perfect it. And you learn a lot in music to be disciplined. So I think that really helped me a lot. And then I was lucky enough to find a job where I was working construction. And I didn't have uh, really any money at all. And I was lucky enough that my grandfather let me rent an old house of his. 
and for very little money. And in that house, there was a box, and in that box was a book on top of it. And I'll never forget the book. It was called Microeconomics. When I was working construction, I always wondered why did all these people that we were working for, who had these big mansions, big houses, why did they have so much money, and why was I only making five bucks an hour? Mm-hmm. So I realized that a lot of it had to do with education, and a lot of it had to do with understanding economics. So I fell in love with economics, and that kind of changed everything. I went back to college and got a degree. I paid my way through college waiting tables, and I got a degree in finance and went on to get an MBA and a chartered financial analyst, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That is very nice. So you kind of already answered this, but like, explain more on your first job. My very first job? Mm-hmm. Well, my very first job was, <laughs> was, I'm trying to figure out what would be my first job. I guess my paper route would be my first job. That was kind of hard because they used to have a big pallet of papers slapped in my front yard every morning, and then I'd have to wrap them up and put them in plastic, and then I put them on my bike and I had to ride out and deliver them all. And then I had to collect money for them, and if I didn't collect the money, I had to pay for the difference. Like if somebody decided not to pay their bill, I was still responsible for the bill. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about responsibility of like making sure things ha- happened. Yeah, I haven't had my first job yet, but one day. Yeah. Pretty soon. So uh, how did you do in school, like up to high school? Up to high school? Okay, so I did really good in school up until junior high. And then when my parents got divorced when I was 11, My grades really suffered after that. I guess the divorce kind of affected me because I got into music at that time too, but my grades really went down. I had good grades in music. I took a ton of music, but I just did the very bottom of the barrel school Mm -hmm. during high school. I actually got a scholarship to University of Florida, but I did not take it. I decided not to take it. The only reason I got it was because I was good in music, but I decided not to take it. What I found out was that I was really good in math, but I didn't realize that until after I decided to go to college on my own, and then I had to take a bunch of refresher courses, and then I learned that I was really good at it. And I actually had a teacher that told me that I wasn't good at math, that I was horrible at algebra. That was my next question. So my next question was, some teachers believed you weren't made for math, right? Yeah, they were totally off base. There was this one teacher, she just didn't like me, I didn't like her, whatever, but she convinced me that I was horrible at math and I would never be good at math. I made an F in that class, the only F I've ever made in my entire life. But she was completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And what I learned from that was that you cannot let a teacher that you do not like determine your future. future. You have to make things happen on your own. You're always going to have teachers, and I had teachers I didn't like, professors I didn't like when I got my MBA. I didn't like professors when I got my charter financial analyst. I didn't like it when I got my degree in finance. But it doesn't matter if you don't like your teacher, you need to rock it out and do well in school regardless. Yeah, I mean, no teacher has really said that to me, but I've had teachers that I don't like. Yeah, you're doing good. So how hard was like the transition from high school to college? For me, what was hard about it was making the decision. Once I made the decision, it wasn't as hard because I was very determined because I had to overcome a lot of obstacles to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I took multiple buses to get jobs, to buy my first car. To, I figured out how I could finance my education. I had to take loans out. I paid all those loans back as soon as I possibly could. When I see a lot of people out there right now say they can't go to college because of some excuse, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I had every reason why I couldn't go to college, but I didn't go. My parents didn't have a dime to pay for my college. Mm-hmm. So anybody can go to college. They just need to put the effort in. Well, I agree with you. 
If you worry about your investments, need to make complex financial decisions, or pay unnecessary taxes, a lack of proper financial planning and investing may already be costing you a great deal. When you are ready to turn your peace of wealth into peace of mind, go to WealthNetInvest.com and click on the Schedule a Call button to talk to us and get a free consultation today. How did you figure out that you wanted to be in business? I always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. I always felt like I wanted to uh, <laughs> be the boss. So uh, I, mean, I worked for large companies, but eventually I started my own company. And I don't know, I just always felt that way. What else do you think affected your life to be who you are now? Wow, that's a really hard question. I would say the number one thing, I mean, really it was my mentors. I have a bunch of different mentors through different times of my life. But I think from an ethical perspective, my faith has had a big positive impact on me as well. The morals that you learn from my faith has helped me understand how better to do the right thing, which I think if you do the right things, it should help yourself as well as help others and help society all at the same time. So there's like a triple bottom line. Everybody makes a profit from what you do if you do the right thing. It should be that way. Given good answers. <laughs> <laughs> Better than students. What pushes you to keep going? Mm, Your faith? I just think that when you're on this planet that you have an obligation to do things in the world to make the world a better place. It's like our obligation to do that. And that really keeps me going. And there's times when I don't want to, but you have to kind of pick yourself up. It's all about being resilient. You're always going to have bad things happen but you got to figure out how to turn yourself around. And having a good family and support system is really important as well to help you always stay resilient. So if you had to tell anyone that's going into the business world, what would you tell them? Well, figure out what your unique ability is. Every single person in this world has a unique ability. And that unique ability is something that you really enjoy doing, you're also good at it, and that the world will reward you for it. In other words, that the marketplace will reward you for what you're doing. So you don't want to have something that's not going to get rewarded, too. It has to be that intersection of what you're good at and what the world will reward you for. That is really trying to find your own purpose because everybody has a special purpose in this world and everybody needs to find it. It's our obligation to find it. We'll, we'll find it, right? Always? I think some people don't find it because they don't try or they may have other problems, other mental problems or physical problems that keep them from that. But even people who have mental and physical problems can have a reason to be here on this mm -hmm. earth, I believe. And every single person has a spark of the divine in them and they have to find that in their life and they have to figure out what it is that's right for them to do in this world. Do you like where you are right now? Yeah. I have you and LJ. That's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. I have my kids and... And if, Wife and if you had to change something, what would you change like from your past? From my past? I wouldn't have done things the hard way, having to kind of figure things out on my own. I would have sought out people sooner who knew a lot about how to move ahead faster because my parents were not equipped to give me that information. It took me a longer time to find it. So I think I would have done a couple things different. I wouldn't have waited to get married so long. I would have done it sooner. I would have had kids sooner, and I would have gone to college sooner. I wouldn't have wasted a lot of time on screwing around. I would have just jumped right into life, right mm -hmm. on I would have gone right to college, got married immediately after college, and had kids immediately. Because mm -hmm. I think you get fearful 
about, you know, society kind of tells you, oh, wait and travel and have a good time and do all. No, I don't, I think that's completely wrong. I think that you have to have less fear and you need to move forward in your life and not have, I wouldn't have been so fearful. So does having kids like affect your working life? Like how did it affect you having kids? It's harder to get out the door. Because <laughs> sometimes I have to, you know, it, it affects time. I actually think it made me more productive at work because I knew that I had things that I wanted to do with you and mom and LJ. But it also made me feel more of a sense of an obligation too. But the obligation never was bad though, you know? It's like, it's more like be more effective at work so that you can take care of things at home that were important. Mm -hmm. So do you have anything to add? Every single person who is going to high school should be required to take a financial literacy class. Every single person. I took one in elementary school. Yes, but I think, well, you've also taken one from me, right? Yeah. So you're ahead of the game, I think. But every single person in high school should take one because the statistics are staggering. There's a ton of people that do not have the basic financial literacy to know how to save and invest for their retirement, how to do the right thing for them, and they're relying too much on the government. And the other thing I would say is that young people need to not make capitalism evil. Do you like your iPhone? Yes. You would not have that iPhone without capitalism. Mm -hmm. Innovation. Capitalism is the goose that lays the golden egg. You can't kill the goose that lays the golden egg. Mm -hmm. So young people, a lot of young people are feeling that somehow, some way, that capitalism is bad and wrong, and that it's completely false. People need to understand that, by definition, all retirement accounts are capital. All stocks, all bonds are capital. Real estate is capital. And if you kill that, if you kill people's spirit to create and innovate, you will kill the goose that lays a golden egg. Thank you for that analogy, and thank you for your time. You're welcome. For the latest episode of The Market Call Show, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts for new episodes. If you enjoyed the content of this episode, please leave us a five-star review and comments. The information in this podcast is informational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet Investments and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure.